Hey everybody, this is Blake with Marvel.com, and I have the pleasure of being next to two wonderful actors. Please introduce yourselves. I am Aaron Stanford, and I play uh, James Cole on Sci-Fi's 12 Monkeys. I'm Amanda Shule, and I play the role of Dr. Cassandra Rayleigh on Sci-Fi's 12 Monkeys. <laughs> I gotta say, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I'm a huge fan. I got super hooked on the show. Um, I haven't seen any of season two yet. Um... I gotta say, it's gotta be pretty good timing now. Like after season one, like the the fan base is just blown up. What's it What's it like right now? It's gotta be a good feeling. Um. Yeah. I. It's. Uh, we. We had really great uh, responses to it. Both. Um, the reviews were really good, and we've gotten a lot of great, great feedback from individual fans over social media. Um, very, very enthusiastic people. People who were initially big fans of the movie went on to become fans of the show, and then all we brought in a whole brand new contingent of people who had never even seen the movie before and uh, and love it. So it's been it's been really great. Are you still having to deal with that? movie TV kind of question or is not that really that was like you know that I think that was kind of in the air before the show came out people as always are concerned when there's a reboot of something that's that is sacred to them and that they love um, but I think almost immediately after the show came out you know one of the major things is that people s- saw that it was such a different animal than the movie uh, you know the core mythology is the same the basic story is the same um, but it's such a different thing that there, it's it's impossible to profane the original um, with with what we have. Mm-hmm. So. I think also going into season two, we um, go on such a wild journey and so are so far removed even from the beginning of season one, and our our threats change and evolve, and so we have this luxury of time. Um, in you know contrast to the film where, where there's this finite amount of time to get things accomplished we're really lucky to be able to have an hour every single week to change things up introduce new characters that weren't in the film and yeah. it's, it's, it's the great thing about television in general is that you're able to tell uh, an epic a truly epic story you can tell a novel sized story you know one season that's that's 13 hours of story and then you have shows that potentially go on for for five seasons plus um so we basically stuck to the original story of the film for the first two episodes of season one and then like it immediately just splits off and branches into whole new uh plot lines i gotta say too this is probably the nerds listening are gonna hate me for this but i'm a big fan of time travel shows but like quantum leap was a show i really loved but like i recently started watching it again and it was like there's a lot of pointless time travel in that show with your <laughs> show i hate saying that because i love that show but watching season one he's writing wrongs that's yeah. not that's not pointless it was just like <laughs> that's the never same pointless episode over again basically They're all different story. Yeah. yeah you guys mm-hmm. like every episode matters and every time you travel matters each episode is kind of its own encapsulated story mm-hmm. and um, I think this season you'll see that as well that yeah every episode matters but on top of that you could watch one as its own standalone and you might be a little bit confused with some of the mythology but I think they all st- wouldn't you say that they're all sort of their individual I think they stand alone but it definitely is it's, it's a serialized mm-hmm. uh, story and you know um, the Writer creator Terry Metalis, that I said that was one of the reasons he really wanted to. Um, that was one of his big motivations. Was he there? 
are not that many time travel shows that are serialized. They're like Quantum Leap or they're like Doctor Who where basically it's all just one-offs. Right. And uh, he really wanted to do um, uh, a series where things were, were clearly interconnected with uh, you know narrative through line. Great. So just completely disregard everything else. <laughs> <laughs> but they no. do stand on their own and that they're all great. That was my point. That Individually, was my point. yes. I want to ask you too, like, I remember watching episode one that when your character grabs the, the nuts or whatever and he starts eating like that, and I was yeah. like, what's going on? That doesn't make sense. You need to be a little more specific than that. Like, and then, like, <laughs> a, 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 oh, <laughs> not going there. Um, if a couple of episodes later, I start to realize, like, that's how your character kind of was eating in the future or whatever. How, who, who came up with that little... I mean, it was such a tiny that thing. Was improv, that was improv. That was Aaron. That was on the day. Yeah, it wasn't exactly improv, but it was <laughs> when, we were, when we were shooting, you know, it was a scene uh, we shot for the pilot, and um, it just wasn't quite there for whatever reason. Like, uh, the the director, this guy Jeffrey Reiner, was just, it's not popping. It's, I'm, I'm bored. I'm bored with this scene. Something else has to happen. And he, like, like from craft service he brought over this bowl of nuts and like put it in front of us and was like eat that see where it takes you <laughs> so that's that's where that bizarre little moment came from basically and, and I, you, I just had the idea I mean look, you know James Cole is he's hungry <laughs> so there's, not, there's not a lot of food uh, where he comes from and, and he's not used to eating very good food and he's not used to eating very much of it so if you if you put a bowl of food in front of him he's gonna consume it yeah that jumping towards the Chinese food scene where then you start grabbing yeah, it and then it, you it had him before a, yeah. it all made sense at that point became a thing yeah uh, the other thing too that's so great about the show is like <laughs> it seems like major characters will just get killed off willy nilly are you ever like afraid that you'll just be you know I'm not really worried about it <laughs> I mean <laughs> I, I, maybe we should be I don't know I don't want to bring that, that into the world but I mean the, the great thing about time travel is um, you can always find an alternative timeline where a, di- where a different version of you exists if you if you really want to however <laughs> I will know? say that somebody this season does die and it's not possible spoiler to alert him or her back it's not uh, are we allowed to say that just did Whew. it's there <laughs> Now it's out there. No taking it back. (laughs) Well, so I guess, I mean, I I always hate doing interviews when I know too much about the show, but for fans who aren't aware of the show, can you give a little short synopsis for to check it out? Because I know it's streaming on Hulu right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's the place to catch up on it for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, So it's the it's the same. It starts off with the same basic story as the film, which is that uh, it begins in the future. There's been a great plague that has wiped out most of the the human population of Earth, and uh, my character James Cole is is a scavenger uh, living on the surface, and he comes across this band of scientists who've like resurrected uh, a military experiment involving time travel and they decide to uh, use this time machine they found to send me back in time to assassinate the man responsible for spreading the plague in the first place that's how it all begins and then uh, and then I'm in it too he's <laughs> <laughs> the first person he meets hijinks ensue mm-hmm. it's like, I assume uh, if we talk a little about season two does it get it gets crazier, I assume. Then I think the mytho- I think what crazier. I mean, I guess it's all relative, but um, the mythology deepens and uh, threats become 
we basically find out that there is a greater threat than a plague that kills seven billion people. It, the characters that we are introduced to in the second season and the storylines and, and where they go and just the, the rabbit holes that Terry and the other writers came up with are so fascinating and exciting and, and epic in scope. So, I mean, yes, it does get crazier, but it's not nutty cuckoo crazy. It's mind-bending crazy that I think is really exciting for people. I know I was really excited to read each script and then to see them come to life on, on screen was really impressive how they were able to get so much story and interesting story for every single episode. You bring up a good point because it seems like the show, obviously it's a fiction show, but there's a lot of stuff that you feel like it could theoretically... It could happen. Yeah. It could happen. It's, it's something to that extent, you think? Like, that many people being... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, the, the root of, of all... Um, I think the best science fiction is is it's rooted in in real science. Um, so yeah, I think the reason why we're really you know fascinated, horrified, and unable to look away from this idea of you know a plague that wipes out our entire population is that yeah, I mean it, it is conceivable. It's the you know worst case scenario, but it's conceivable. Do you? I know you get shot and stabbed a lot. <laughs> I do. Um. Yeah, throughout my career, <laughs> as a matter of fact, yeah, it's been a run, uh, running theme. How is season two same? Yeah, I still get knocked around. Maybe not quite as much. I think I think you one. are a little bit safer in in season two than season one. You you really had it yeah. in season one. Yeah, Cassie gets it. My character gets in the mix with the physicality She's in season more, two. She so. kind of takes over the the action a little more. And, That's uh, not true. I don't take over the the ass kicking. Yeah, <laughs> like Cole Cole is a little less. He's a little cooler on uh, his temper's a little cooler in, in in season two. He's not really. He's not as quick to to pull the trigger. Uh, and uh, and Cassie on the other hand. <laughs> oh, I'll shoot a bad guy. <laughs> So. Yeah, if they have it coming. I know, like, since we're in Marvel or whatever, I gotta ask, like, do you, is, is your character, he, he kind of is almost a superhuman when he gets that, that serum in him, but he's kind of, like, it starts to wear off. Do you see him as... They have to t they have to re-up on the serum every time yeah. they jump. Um, I think it does have a cumulative effect uh, on the body because the, these... The, there does seem to be something uh, physiologically different about these the people once they've partaken in the process, um, and I'm sure you know the writers have, have nailed it down completely what they think. They haven't filled us in completely 100%. Um, no, but by the end of last season, it was the jumps more than it was the serum that was making James sick. It, it was uh, yeah. it was having it was what happens to your body and your general makeup mm -hmm. going through that repeatedly is n not healthy. Right. Um, I, I want to ask too. I, we obviously we interviewed you at, at New York Comic Con, and this was before the show came out, I believe. Right? Or it just started? No, it had. Um, sorry to correct you. No, please, please. <laughs> it um, the first season had um, come out, and we were waiting. Oh. Uh Oh, at New York Comic Con already? Yes. Really? Wow. Okay. I'm way behind. Um, what was it like, the fan reaction at the convention? It seemed, Everybody seems to be pretty positive. Mm -hmm. I know that... People love it, yeah. yeah. 
It's, I've had a very positive reaction. I think that um, we had a really fun moment at the San Diego Comic-Con with somebody doing a little cosplay as Jennifer Goins, which was fun because I think of all of us, she's sort of the most interesting to, to dress up as. And so that was exciting. Getting people involved in, at that level is really fun to see. Have you both ever had anybody dress up as your one of your characters in previous? Because you know you have done some superhero stuff before. Mm, I don't. I've never personally run across somebody. I, I bet somebody probably has. Mm-hmm. I've seen people on. People have sent uh, like Twitter pics in of. of Send uh, them now. Aaron <laughs> A. Stanford is his handle. I've seen some Cole, some Cole cosplay. It's have pre- you? Pretty inventive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. They wear the the black. Coat this this the... person w- did it was just like one, that's the what's, that's the funny thing is like how do you really cosplay some of our characters because James Cole is usually in like a ripped T-shirt and or a leather jacket or so, or something, um, but yeah this person picked out a, co- a costume from a specific episode where he had like a, like a really worn out old baseball shirt that was specific colors so it's a <laughs> it's like as good as it gets. <laughs> um, are there any good like again bringing back the food bits? I, again, I love He's that part. By this. Are there any more little funny like food bit like you know you talk about cheeseburgers and you know he likes his cheeseburgers. Yeah. He likes his chicken oh, skewers. I think, I think likes... in the second season, Cole experiences um, different types of alcohol. Yeah. He didn't get a chance. He climbs to. climbs into a bottle. In, uh, in season two. Not well, literally, guys. We're, go- <laughs> we're going to different... Uh, we go to a lot of different uh, kind of more exciting time periods in season two. Um, season one, the time travel was almost exclusively between the future apocalypse and our present. You know? It went to the 80s. It went to the 80s, yeah. but, but in general, they just sort of stuck to those two places where the primary action was happening. And then in season two, uh, we get to go to the 1940s and where James Cole you know, indulges in cocktail culture. And uh, we He go likes to, a good whiskey sour. He likes a good whiskey sour, yeah. I think that's Terry favorite thing that's why he chose that um and uh, they go to the to the 70s there's a little piece uh, where jennifer goes to world war one um so they, they have they allow people everyone to have a lot more fun with the, with the time travel element this year how do you handle the costumes and the oh we have some great wardrobe mm. this year we went to the 40s 50s 60s 70s um and each era is completely individual to the one you know preceding or or um, following and so we had i got to wear some vintage dresses they she also made, made a, she made a big splash it was very exciting dresses yeah. aaron got to have some bespoke suits made i got i had a bespoke suit made it was this yeah. it was this really cool they they found this um this old school italian Taylor up where we're shooting in Toronto and uh, he knew exactly how to make a, ni- a 1940 style suit and he was really excited about it and uh, they made like four versions of it and uh, yeah it looked very smart Do you get to keep any of these clothes or? No I don't know when I'd get a chance to wear it <laughs> the, the, the fashion is very specific yeah. <laughs> in those 40s suits uh, Alright two more questions about 12 Monkeys real quick. When, is Tom Noonan as scary in person as he seems on the show? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say no. Because <laughs> he's nice talking? to you. He likes Amanda a lot. I love Tom Noonan. <laughs> they spend a lot of time chatting. Oh, he's he's a teddy bear. He's an absolute teddy bear. <laughs> T- 
teddy bear. Are we are we supposed to perpetuate <laughs> this scary myth, this scary pallid man he's myth? An intimidating guy. No, he's, he's intimi- uh, he he he's, is he's, a very tall fantastic. drink of water. He uh, is, and I guess he's very capable at playing creepy. So perhaps if you blur the lines, but I think he's a very kind. He is. Very, so, very soft-spoken. Yes, uh, he is. It's nice. Um, anything else you want to tease about season two? What else can we say? Like, like I said, I think the, I think people are going to really, really dig the um, expansion of the time travel. They're going to love seeing a lot of their favorite characters uh, coming back and being expanded upon. Uh, we go further into the backstories of a lot of people, uh, characters like uh, like the Deacon Scav King mm. character has interesting new relationships with Cassie, maybe. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just all kinds of fun. Any more? I know that there was a really touching scene with, with you as a kid with your dad, and then you meet him and stuff. It's Wasn't more that of that. beautiful? Kinda, yeah. Yeah, and well done with the casting, too. Didn't yeah. they look like... I That's, yeah, that was crazy. I know. They did a really good job with the three of them. I remember when Aaron sat next to the two guys between takes... They, it was a mind trip to see the three of them next to each other. And Aaron looks and he goes, "We're a family of rock stars." <laughs> all kind <laughs> I did of not had, say yes, that. you did. You had the hair, and you were all kind of getting. I mean, it, it was fantastic. The little kid was the only one missing the uh, stubble, though. So. I know, but the little kid had a beautiful, <laughs> he, he had gravelly voice, and he could sing Elvis. Do you remember him singing Elvis to us? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he was something else, yeah, he man. Was. Yeah. Spot on Elvis impression. He was good. A fantastic (laughs) Elvis impersonation. Um, So, since we're at Marvel, I got to ask you some nerd questions. I'm throwing you under the bus. If you had a superpower, Amanda's panicking. (laughs) (laughs) These are easy questions. Don't worry about it. I don't have right answers. What would your superpower be if you had a superpower? And they can't. This can be a dark question if you think about it. So I don't. Can you answer it first? Because we get this question a lot. I never. I I, I never know a good answer to this question. Somebody says invisibility. That can be a deep answer. Also, if you give that answer, you're a real creeper. A real sneak. Could, well, it, yeah, you're a perv. Some people <laughs> see it the pervy way. Others are like, I just want to be left alone. They're just very shy. Yeah, that's a weak superpower. <laughs> yeah, that's be like really, like really introverted. A lot of people <laughs> say flight. That's a, a normal answer. Flight's a great one. Yeah. yeah. Air sick though. That would be. <laughs> see, too much your superpower take. would be that you have a natural anti nausea. That That's just the dumbest superpower right. ever. If you Can't ever, you just take a pill if for you that? get motion sick, it's not dumb. Okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Aaron gave me a superpower. Should I give yes, Aaron please. a superpower? <laughs> um, Aaron's superpower would be, uh, well, he does have a those. You're on, we're on radio now, so you can't see him, but his beard is a superpower unto <laughs> itself right now. This beard has grown in like a so chia much, pet. So it is strong. Beard. His beard game is strong. So I'd say that Aaron already does have a superpower. <laughs> How quick does it grow? <laughs> Uh, not probably not as quickly as yours. No, you got no, an, you got an impressive, been going for a while, impressive so. face quaff there as no. well. <laughs> um, it grows, it grows pretty fast. Yeah, let's talk beards, you and me. All right, after the show, we'll do essential some beard oils. Talk. What do you, what do you got? Yeah, yeah it's on. soft too. I, I, you're doing some hocus pocus with that beard of yours. Well, okay, now let me ask. This is kind of tricky because, like I said about your character, but if your character had a superpower, what would it be? And again, he's got strength, but. If he had something else, and he can I mean, travel, he can time travel, travel through time. But besides yeah. that, throw those out. 
What would help him? <laughs> that's that's what would pretty help? impressive. Yeah, no, but let's, just, let's have a third one. Okay. Let's throw X-ray vision. Why? Is that just? That's just what you <laughs> want. <laughs> that's just what you. No, want. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. I can never like. It's funny. It's like the easiest, you know, like softball question in the world, and I can never. That's <laughs> like, fair. I can never think of a good one. I respect one. that. He should have. He could do with. Um, you know, he like Iron Man suit would be really good for him, as because then he could like like you know take out fifty guys at the same time and and fly through space and mm-hmm. and do multiple multiple things that that uh, that he would need to do. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. For for Cassie, mm-hmm. I think um, she would just be. Able, what are you chuckling? It's just at? funny that like how seriously I take the question. I'm like, all right, how we gotta figure this out? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, go on. What's what's your superpower? I think Cassie's superpower would probably be to be able to heal and to solve the problem. I think that's her constant quest, no matter what time period she she's in, is to solve, and that goes hand in hand with healing to solve, you know, people's ailments and um, be able to heal them. So I think that if she could do that more effectively, she would. Band aids and Bactine fly out of her hands. That's gross. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, they just cure like Wolverine band aids. Cure the wounded. Yeah, you're right. It is a little gross. Yeah, that's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> hey, you you made the call. Not me. I didn't. You said go you wanted to heal. <laughs> I, I always love asking this too. So since Marvel's full of like nerds, so what are you kind of nerds over? Do you like movies, music? What's your kind of thing when you're not working? I'm a you? nerd over all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I love. Uh, I love, you know, I love movies. I grew up reading a lot of comic books. I love uh, books, fantasy, sci-fi genre. I love music. I, I geek out on all that stuff. So it's awesome. Yeah. I think I'm just a nerd. She's right. She's right. <laughs> he he actually she does call me a nerd on more than one occasion. So you're super book smart. Read all the time. No, I think I, that I don't think that means oh, that it necessarily <laughs> translates into specific intelligence. I think I'm just a nerd, right? Yeah, you, you can do that. More of a dork. Oh, you know. oh, that's, cool. what that's yeah. where we're going with that's that. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Great. Perfect. I like that. Um, so I got. I got. I ask. said nice things about your beard. <laughs> Take it all back, and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I so think you already did. I'll really? tell you. I'll tell you what. Before, since we're since we're talking geek stuff, before we move on, I, I will say this: like um, in the comic book world, I've sort of narrowed things down at this point, and I, I basically now read like exclusively Garth Ennis uh, war comics. I just think they're brilliant. You're reading them now? Yeah. Yeah. Have you read any of his stuff? Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. It's like exhaustively researched, and uh, it's just incredibly well done, really smart storytelling. I think he's actually writing something for us now. Yeah. I need to try to... I recently read, like, The Boys Mm -hmm. that he did, which is, like, a great, really, really NC-17 dark satire of of the superhero world. He's, he's just really, really smart. It must have been a good kick when you became your own superhero in, in film back in the it day. It was fun. Yeah. It was a good time. It's kind of a dream come true. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great, yeah. Um, so let me ask. Uh, we're asking everybody that comes by this, and I kind of warned you right before, so I'm putting you on the spot. We have a big movie coming out, Captain America Civil War. Iron Man's fighting Cap. Who's going to win and why? Or who would you want to win? Who's going to win? Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. I thought we were just going to choose who we liked are you gonna, better. Are you no, no, no. Well, let's, let's talk who's going to win here. <laughs> All right. I mean, Captain America is technically superhuman, right? But it's all chemically induced, so it is like it's the result of science. 
and uh, Iron Man is also in a way the result of, of science and technology so they're both like on equal footing in that respect so I'm gonna have to say all things considered if like if Captain America is not a god or an alien that gets power from the sun I think Iron Man has to win that competition. Oh, I would have said Captain America. But you'd be wrong. Say, you'd be wrong saying that because I think <laughs> your beard I think, gets uglier by the minute. I think Iron Man's tech is superior, and Captain America's tech is antiquated. Right? He was first injected with that stuff in the 1950s. Right? Something like mm-hmm. 1940s, and that's old. Well, that would make him old too. The tech is old, you know. It's the deepest answer I've got. need to upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> why can't they just get along? Why That's a better answer, why are they really. Fighting? Why, why all the fighting? Can't they but just be buddies? First Aren't they it buddies? was Superman and Batman. Why were they fighting? Mm-hmm. Why, why is everybody fighting? They need to just get over it. Yeah. You two were fighting on the show for a little while. A brief little while. We may or may not fight a little bit more. Oh, ha, ha. Ooh, who wins in that battle? <laughs> why can't you two just get along? Just can't. That's the question. Just can't, because he does stuff, that's why. I do stuff? Yeah. That's vague. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, how can fans check out the show? Uh, season two's out now. Season two comes out, starts airing April 18th on be... Sci-Fi, which is... A week from yesterday. Oh, so but you can stream episode you one. Can, you can stream episode one now on Hulu, sci-fi.com, or on demand. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can catch up on the first season on Hulu, and I think on sci-fi.com as well. It's on iTunes too, right, isn't it? Yeah. Catch it on all bo- those places. <laughs> You're both active on uh, the Twitters mm-hmm. as well. On the Twitters. Fans can check you out. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at uh, Aaron A. Stanford. I'm just Amanda Shule. And then 12 Monkeys Sci-Fi is the Twitter for the show. There's 12 Monkeys Sci-Fi and there are a couple of other little sneaky sources like the 12 Monkeys Writers Room where you might be able to get some behind-the-scenes information. There's also an official podcast. There is. We just started doing an official podcast for Season 2 and with Clark Wolf. And I think that will start um, being... uh, That will become available Tuesdays. So Tuesday, April 19th. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And those are a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm. Are you going to be guests uh, every week? or every I, I think we'll try to be guests whenever we can be guests. Aaron and I have done the first couple of episodes, and we're scheduled to do the next three, um, along with Terry Metalis. And then I think for the next three, we'll try to get Sean Tretta, who's another one of our writers, and Todd Stashwick, who plays Deacon on mm. the show. And then from there, whenever we're able to catch up on a few, we'll try to do our best to make it in there. But if we can't be there, we'll have some other fun people, maybe some people from um, Toronto, where they live now, like Emily Hampshire and Damore Barnes, who mm. are also on the show. That's awesome. Well, keep up the great work, y'all. This oh, thanks so fantastic. much. Thanks, Everybody man. in the cast is just wonderful, so just uh, keep keep doing it up thanks a lot we have a good time so thank you very much for watching uh this is marvel your universe